0: the Reality Check podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. Episode one, you're not as good as you think you are and how to turn that to your advantage. The aim of this episode is to discuss a cognitive bias that causes people to believe they are better than what they think they are. We'll look at why this thinking is actually quite dangerous for you, as well as how to turn it around to your advantage. So if you ask somebody to rank how good they look out of 10... With 10 being the best-looking person in the world, and 0 being the worst, on average, what should they say? Of course, the answer is 5, which makes sense, as the average person is, of course, average. Yes, some will be deserving of a 9 or a 10, just like others a 1 or a 2. However, altogether, it should even add at a 5. Like most things, looks fall on a bell curve. But studies have shown that if you actually ask people, the average response is a 7 out of 10. What this means is that the average person believes themselves to be better looking than what they actually are, which if we extrapolate further, means that most likely both you and I believe that we're better looking than what we are. Seriously, give it a try. Ask somebody, ask friends, family, co-workers to rank themselves, and most likely they'll respond with a 6 or a 7 out of 10. These findings don't just apply for looks alone. The average person will rank themselves as 7 out of 10 in intelligence, personality, sporting ability, and a variety of other attributes. So what causes this? In my mind, I think it stems from the fact that we only ever see the world through our own eyes. It's very easy to compare ourselves to a silent majority and view ourselves favourably. We all have an ego that likes to tell us we're the best at everything. It's so hard to honestly detach from something and be able to look at yourself in the mirror and see yourself for who you truly are, rather than the person that you want to be. When looking and judging myself, I see the potential that I want to get to, where I want to be, what I'm aiming for, whereas when I compare myself to other people, I see the final product that they're presenting to me. So effectively, I'm comparing what I want to be with what they are, and of course, What I want to be is going to be far above where other people are right now. So inevitably, I'm going to view myself as better than them, i.e. better than average. The technical term for this is illusory superiority. It causes people to overestimate their positive qualities and abilities while simultaneously underplaying their negative qualities relative to others. Put simply, we believe that we're better than what we actually are. So take driving, for example. You know how people crash? Those people think they're good drivers. Everybody thinks they are. No one's driving around thinking to themselves, man, I'm bad at this, mouthing a silent prayer that they'll get home safely in spite of how much they suck at driving. They just drive. I'll prove it to you. Think back to the last time you saw a crash, terrible parking job, or a pile-up. I'm sure it was quite easy to label all those involved as bad drivers. Because it's like, I mean, the evidence is right there. They've crashed and you have it. You drive on, safe in the knowledge that it won't happen to you. However, those drivers also had the same thought process. They thought themselves to be good. I mean, if they didn't, they most likely wouldn't be on the road. Even after the crash, they'll blame the other person. It was the other bad person's bad driving that caused it, not theirs. They were driving perfectly when, bam, out of nowhere came the other driver. It was all they could do to survive. Really, they're only here now because their good driving saved themselves. How many times have we heard this from friends and family that were involved in a crash? Remember, the average driver is average. And here's the key point. No one thinks they're going to crash. Yet crashes happen every day. So what about you and me? How good a driver are we really? This concept applies to your career as well the average employee will claim to be more productive and work harder than their fellow workmates. But of course, the average worker's average. So the next time you're in the office, look around. Make a mental list of all the workers you think you outperform. Chances are, like everyone else, you believe yourself to be one of the top. Yeah, there's always that guy. You know, the unbeatable one that arrives first thing in the morning and leaves last? Of course he's better than you. But what about the others? Ask your friends. Ask your family. How do they feel about their co-workers? How do they rank themselves? So this same concept applies to both luck and fortune. People expect to avoid bad luck, spouting the idea that that kind of thing only happens to other people. Most people don't believe that they'll ever get into a serious car crash, that they'll die young, that they'll lose a loved one. No one thinks that they're going to get cancer, or that their house will burn down. But the thing is, these events happen to people all the time. Parents want their children to outlive them, to be safe and happy and to steer clear of crime and drugs. However, of course, children do die young, they do turn to crime, and some of them do become addicts. Take smoking, for example. Most people know that smoking's bad for them, but they think they'll be fine. Wrong. Their fate, just like everyone else's, can be determined. You just need to look towards the data. Current research suggests that smoking claims two-thirds of its users. That means that for every three smokers, Two are going to die as a direct result of the habit. So if you smoke, you're more, you'll more than likely die because of it. You won't be lucky. You'll be dead. There's literally no reason to think otherwise. Believing that you'll be the lucky one is foolish. Because every smoker is doing the same thing. Every smoker is trying to beat the odds. Take the other side of the coin, for example. People think they're going to be luckier than average. They'll get the dream job, find the perfect partner go on all the holidays they've ever wanted to, live in the perfect house. They think that it'll all come to them with minimal effort. The lottery is a perfect example of this. You know, people will hand over their money with, you know, the expectation to win, or at least hoping to win. If you look at the actual odds, the chances of winning are just one in over 45 million, which means that if you play the lotto 45 million times, you'll win on average once. Yet millions of people play daily. It's because of our belief that we will be lucky. That we're willing to brave these odds. And yet, of course, people do win. Chance dictates that Lottos will be won. But because those people won, you think you will. Most likely, you won't. So, we live in a world where everyone thinks they're better than what they are. No one thinks they're going to be unlucky, and everyone thinks they're going to beat the odds. However, everyone's average you are just as much of a statistical anomaly as the next guy. We all have the same chance. So here comes the fun part. Now we know this. So if we truly want to get ahead, we need to break those odds. If we can work out what truly successful people do, and do the same amount of work as they do, we'll get ahead. Conversely, if we look at the average person, look at what they do and how they do it, and do it better than them, we'll also get ahead. The equation's simple. If you want to be better than average, you have to do more than average. If you came to me and said, hey Zach, I want to get really fit. I'm talking supermodel or bodybuilder fit. I'd come back and tell you it's going to be hard work. That those people you see on TV aren't lucky. They earned it. You'll have to diet. You'll have to exercise harder than you ever have before. And if you don't, it's just not going to happen. Because without that work, why would it happen? You need to take a look at yourself. Really step back and detach. Are you one of those people that, you know, wanted a better body, so you joined a gym, and now you work out once per week, and wonder, you know, why are my results not there? Find someone that's got the body that you want. Ask them what they do. Ask them how they exercise, what they eat, and how often they do these things. And then try it. Really commit yourself to what they're doing, and the results should come. If you're looking at someone that's above average, and you do what they do, you too will become above average. For any goal, if you try, if you apply yourself, if you find what you like and go for it, you'll get there. And other people will look at you and say, you were lucky. They don't know. What you know is, is that the average person thinks they're better than average, but they don't put in the effort. You put in that effort, so now you're better. You've got the goal you've won. Look at the interviews of rich and famous people. How many times do they mention that they grinded day in and day out for years before they were noticed? Lucky? I worked for this. Anyone can put in the effort, but most choose not to. If you have a goal you want to achieve, you probably can, provided you work hard enough, work smart enough. It won't be easy, but you'll get there. A lot of people that I talk to want success, but they haven't really taken the time to define what success to them actually is. They seem to have this vague yearning and each they just can't scratch. They just want something, something more, something different, something better. The first step is to actually define what you want. Specify it clearly so you know what you're aiming for and write it down. Write it down and put it on your wall. Somewhere that, you know, as soon as you wake up, it's the first thing you read. Studies suggest that you're 90% more likely to achieve a goal if it's specified and you see it daily. Getting rich or becoming famous are not goals. This is because they're not quantifiable. How rich is rich enough? Do you want 100000 per year? Two millions in savings? Owning a dream car? Clearly, this is quite subjective. You need to be specific. What do you want, and why? If you don't specify it, you'll never achieve it because the goalposts will be constantly shifting. The closer you get to it, the more you think you'll need. So, define a goal and place them prominently. The first thing I see when I wake up are my goals. One of them is to earn 213,000 per year for my investment in business ventures. This isn't some arbitrary figure I pulled out of nowhere. I came to this conclusion by first working out the kind of lifestyle I'd like for my family, and then calculated how much it would cost. I did the math, factoring in for car and house repayments, bills, holidays, hobbies, food, philanthropic activities, as well as emergencies. I found that having these goals clearly defined and looked at daily keeps me focused and pushing. Every day, I walk a step close to each of them. What's my goal for today? What am I aiming to do? It's right there. I know what I want and what I'll have to do to achieve it. I'll have to work hard, but as the saying goes, the harder I work, the luckier I become. So here's what you need to do. Begin by realizing that you're average, just like everyone else. That the laws of probability and chance apply to you, just like they do every other person. And really let that sink in. Be aware of your own biases. That you may believe that you're better than what you are. But also that other people share that bias. If applied correctly, this knowledge will motivate you to put in an above-average effort. In order to achieve your goals, you'll train harder, study more efficiently, work smarter and read more. You'll turn the TV off, get up from the couch and work you'll realise that things just won't come to you, but you'll have to make it happen. You'll become the first to rise each day and get after it, in whatever capacity that takes. Because you now know, if you want to be more than average, you have to do more than average. Thanks for listening. And if you're after more content, I also have a blog that I update regularly, as well as a one-minute video series where I'll be sharing insights on a variety of topics, including mental health, motivation, psychology, and philosophy. I'm releasing a new video daily. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a massive favor and either review it on iTunes or recommend it to two people. Share the link with them and tell them why they would enjoy listening to it. Finally, I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Zachary P. Phillips. Links to these, as well as anything discussed, are in the show notes. Thanks.